Are you ready? Signs. Signs. I got all kinds of them up here. Wrong way. Is that wrong? Yeah, wrong way. A lot of us go the wrong way too often, don't we? Signs. It's a... I was in here the other night. I come about, oh, about, I forget what night it was. Uh, Wednesday night. I got here by 11.45, and uh, I had to go pray for a bunch of people. I don't know who all the people were, but I had to go pray for a bunch of you. And so I got in here by 11.45, and, and I had my little flashlight with me because I knew it was going to be dark, and I didn't want to turn on too many lights. And So I, I wake my way up, up to here and get to praying, and, uh, and I looked up, and there was a, a candle right there. It was the only thing on. It was the only thing lit was that little dim candle. And uh, so I was, I was very thankful that there was a light on. Shouldn't have been on. Brooke had them all off. And people look at it and say, oh, preacher, that's just a coincidence. Thing. Not that big a deal. But see, it was to me. Because I come in here to, to pray for you people. And I prayed throughout the night, and I would always look up, and every half hour or so I'd look up and say, it's still on, it's still on. See, that was a sign to me that God was here with me. It was, that, was, that was personal to me. It shouldn't have been on, but it was on. You said, oh, come on, preacher. You know, God wants to help us in such small ways, in, in just little ways. He's always wanting to show us things and help us and encourage us and and show us how much he's always with us. And so that, 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 little sign, that little candle that night was on all night with me. And all night I got to walk up and down through here and pray and enjoy the Lord. And uh, so we started working on a sermon together, me and the Lord, that night. And the first thing... We look at is, uh, we're going to go to Isaiah 9 too, but I'm going to go to the first principles. Christians should live life as the signs and wonders of God. See, I'm a, when I go out into the world, when you go out into the world, or even in this church, we become signs to people. We, we actually point to God. Or we don't point to God. Or we point to whatever it is, but we become signs. And see, our life should be the wonders that they see of God. Because our lives should be changing to be more like God. And so they see us, and we become this bright, beautiful sign, or a dim, dark sign, or whatever sign you've got, however sign you're living, that's what you become. But yet the, the world should see us as signs and wonders. Our lives should be the wonders of what God has done in our life. Many of you have great wonders, including myself. We should always be showing that out to the world because they need it. They need to be loved and encouraged more than ever, ever in this country. There's a thing I'm going to read from A.W. Tozer. I usually don't quote other people. This, this, this really hit me when I was reading a book from him here not too long ago. And it says, I take my help where I find it. I take my help where I find it. I set my heart to gaze at where the pastures are most green. Only one stipulation do I make. My teacher must know God. And someone, has seen, someone who has seen how lovely the face of him, who is the Rose of Sharon, such a man can help me, and no other else can. 
See, that the, the way we live our lives should be just like that. I should want to have a life that helps people, to love people and encourage them. I was talking with my neighbors yesterday. They're English. They talk funny. Or maybe I talk funny. I don't know. Wonderful people. No, they don't go to church. But guess what? They're going to be my neighbors. They're building a house. So they call me every once in a while. And it's so funny. They're so polite. And, and you know, just nice people. And if they're going to do something, they'll call them and say, do you think this will be all right? I said, I don't know. It's your property. <laughs> so yesterday they called me. want to know something about fences. And I go over and I said, listen, I said, you do whatever you want. It's up to you. It's fine. It's, everything's fine with me. And they just looked at me strangely, you know. And I said, it's okay. Whatever you want to do is fine with me. You're not going to hurt my feelings at all. They said, well, we just want to make sure that everything's okay. I said, it's okay. It's great. And then the next thing, we get to start talking about God. Well, see, I don't go to church. And she finally admitted, she said, well, if I come to your church, it's going to burn down. I said, no, it's not. I'm in there every week. It hasn't burned down yet. It's not going to happen. But what I'm trying to tell you is I don't care about a fence. I don't care if it's an ugly fence, a beautiful... I don't care. What I care about is letting those people know there's a place they can go and get help because they desperately need it. Now, they promised me they'll be here someday. Well, who knows when that's going to happen? But I can tell you one thing. I'm going to keep smiling. I'm going to keep telling them you do whatever you want. It's not, it really doesn't matter to me. I can live with it. Around it, it doesn't matter. One of the things we'll talk about today is, is accountability. Accountability partners, mentors, to help each other become this bright, wonderful sign that we need to be. Honor before glory. Honor before glory and respect before authority. Honor before glory. You know, it's, it's hard to, to see God's glory if you're not honoring Him. Amen? If I don't have honor towards God, it's hard to, to see His glory. I can see the creation. I can see all that. But the, the, the details of God, the beautiful things that God's always wanting to show us, if I don't honor Him, I'm going to struggle to see that. And most people won't ever see the glory of God. They won't even look at the creation. They don't care. They don't honor God with any part of their life. And some of us times as Christians, sometimes we'll honor God with one part of our life and not another part. It kind of shuts that down. We, we don't see the glory of God the way He demands us and wants us to see. And respect before authority. So, you know, we have the Word of God. We'll look at today. We have authority to give the Word of God out. We do. We, we have the authority to give the good news out. He's given it to us. But people have to respect you that the authority you give out is taken for real. So it's important that if we are assigned for God, that we can honor God and see His glory, and that people will respect us when we preach the Word of God. Let me ask you something. If I walk up here with, oh, anything, a, a dirty magazine or a big bottle of whiskey or something, and or I, you see me out there in the, in the world somewhere and I've got something like that, are you going to respect me? How much respect are you going to lose? Well, I thought he was a preacher. Look at him there. Look at him. I had a preacher once before I was walking with God. And uh, a friend of my, a friend of Brad, a friend of my son's, nice man. We went out to dinner with him one night. Now, he never really talked to me about God. 
This was a long, long time ago when we lived in Florida. Went out to dinner with him one night, and all good. And he orders a, an adult beverage. And I said, huh, huh, I don't even drink and I don't go to church. Huh, how does that work? I never thought much of that man the rest the whole time. And then when I learned more about him, I really didn't think much of him. Preacher, my foot. See, if you're a person of God, you care about other people, and you don't harm their walk trying to get to God. Amen? And the things you do, you have responsibility in that. If you're coming and trying to learn about God, and you're saying you're a Christian, and you walk with God, then your life should show that. It should reflect that. It should reflect it all the time because I'm telling you, you know how long it takes to get a bad, a bad somebody talking bad about you, a bad personality or bad character? Do you know how long it takes? Just one thing. Just one thing. Now you can do things right for 20 years and you do one thing wrong and you just blew it. Am I right or am I wrong? Absolutely. So we're held to be in a higher accountability than most. And do, are we perfect? Absolutely not. We never will be until we die and go see our Lord. But my goodness, we should be striving towards that. I don't understand. You say, well, it's not no big deal. It is to me. It is to me. You don't want to be a big deal to you, go ahead, but it is to me. Isaiah 9-2. The people who walk in darkness... The people who walk, walk in darkness have seen a great light. And that light is our Lord Jesus Christ. And a lot of times you'll use this verse in a funeral because you're helping people see that this person that, that had, a, had a wonderful life, that you saw this light, you saw the light of Christ through them. But the people who walk in darkness, that means all the people, everybody throughout the world, have seen a great light. And those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. Upon him, upon them, a light has shined. As I sat in here the other night and, and prayed and prayed and prayed and I was looking at that light and, and it took a time for my eyes to get adjusted. And we're going to talk about that in a second. It took time for my eyes to get adjusted to that light. But once my eyes got adjusted to the light, in other words, once I started learning about Christ, learning about the Word of God, once I started adjusting my life to those things, my life became brighter and brighter. And as that, I learned that light as I became adjusted to my life, I was able to walk around this whole area without bumping into chairs. Without falling and getting hurt like Brent. Can't walk on a curb. I was able to, to move about. And as we adjust our lives to what the Word of God tells us, we're able to move about more freely. And people start to respect our lives. Because we're signs for God. And everybody always wanting a sign from God. Ain't that right? Oh, show me a sign, God. Show me a sign. You show me a sign and I'll believe you. A lot of times the signs are right next door to them. Right next door to them. Right next door to them. Every time you go talk to somebody about God, every time you put a smile on your face and, and they know who you are, that's a sign to this world of Christ in you. Don't you quit being a good sign. Amen? Don't you stop. Don't let your pride get in the way. Don't let the material things of this world beat, that, beat you down so bad that you start to get angry or whatever to everybody else. Don't do it. That's the world's way. That's not our way. 
Our ways to rise above those things through Christ. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. You've seen a great light. He's supposed to live in you. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, which means the world upon them, a light has shined you to be the light of Christ. And your life should be the wonders of God. Go ahead, please. In my eye, if my eyes can adjust to his light, like I talked about, then my, then, then, my, then, my, then my life shall become a bright sign. A lot of you, it takes time to get that, to adjust that, to adjust that where we're going. What I tell you, church, this church all the time, never stop, never quit, right? Never stop, never quit. Never. Never. In Isaiah 8.18, it says, here I am, here I am, here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me. We are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwells in Mount Zion. Here am I, here are you. Right there it is. Everybody read this with me, stand and read. Here. Thank you. Let me see. In 1 Corinthians, go ahead, take me on, John. In 1 Corinthians 9, 27, we start to talk about, Paul starts to tell us and show us this. And it says, to the weak, I became as weak. Now, you've got to understand, if, if you're trying to understand that you're assigned for God, your life should be wonders for God, then to the weak, I became weak. It doesn't do any good to stand up here and preach big fancy words that nobody understands. Am I right? I don't know too many of them anyway. But it wouldn't do any good because you just, pretty soon I hear you snoring out there. And I'm not calling you a bunch of dummies. I'm just saying that's the way it is. To the weak, I became as weak that I might win the weak. Now I've got neighbors over there that I just talked about. I know they're weak. I know who they are. I hear them. I see them. I understand exactly where they're at. So what do I have to do? What do I have to do to reach them? I've got to get right down there with them. Amen? I've got to get right down. I mean, I've got to show them who I am, not in a pushy way, not in a listen to me now way, but in a very loving way, in a very timely way. It's going to take time. It's going to take a relationship. And whether... God does anything with those people or not, I don't know. But I know one thing, I'm called to be the sign for them. You know how I know? They move next door. That's not hard to figure out, is it? I have become all things to men. In other words, wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing, I'm going to get right where the level that those people are at, I'm going to get right there with them and talk to them. Whether they're people of weak nature or people of strong nature, that's where I have to go. If you want to be a sign for God, you have to learn to do that. You have to be that. I have become all things to all people that I might, all, by all means, save what? Some. Oh, does it say all? It says some. Some we work with. Some. Some's good with me. I'm all right with some. How many people you invite to church that never come? But what happens when the some come? 
Doesn't that just, doesn't that just fill your soul up? Now this I do for the gospel's sake. I do it for what? For the gospel's sake. Because I'm called to be this sign. I'm called to show my life as a wonder to God. That I may be partaker of, of, un, of unlit signs cannot be seen in the darkness. Now this I do for the gospel's sake that I may partake of unlit signs cannot be seen in the darkness. Go ahead, please. Start 24. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run? It's a metaphor they used it back then. You all know this. They all run. We all run. But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain it. How are you supposed to do it? You're supposed to live your life this way. Run in such a way that, they, that, that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is tempered in all. Go ahead, please. In all things. Well, that tempered word means self-control. You're in self-control. You're not going down the road with road rage like Fred Flintstone there. You're self-controlled. How often are you self-controlled? All the time. Well, how does that work? You know, one of the, one of the problems, one of the biggest problems we have is anger. Am I right? Who's got anger issues? Liars. You got both hands up there, Brent? A lot of us deal with anger issues. I, I, I've told you about years past, I've had a lot of trouble with anger issues. And, and by the love of God and through the grace of God and through the mercy of God, I got past a lot of those anger issues. And I'm going to tell you, one of the no, number one problems you have with anger when you have anger issues is you have a pride issue. Because anger is usually because somebody's messed you up and you're too good for that. It's a, it usually comes, boils right back down to a pride issue. It was with me. So I had to learn and pray and watch God work in my life to get past the anger issues. Did it happen overnight? No. But when it did happen, I recognized God's glory through it. Because I'll tell you what, when you're out on the job sites, it's hard for people to respect you or even listen to you if you're trying to strangle them. It don't work. Or for every other word is a cuss word. It doesn't work. You might as well pack up and go home. It's not going to, just keep your mouth quiet. It's not going to happen. So we have to watch God, pray over it, learn and get through these things. Every single one of us will go through these things. Some of you have issues with different things in your life, smoking and other things in your life that you want to get rid of. I have a lot of people coming up to me saying, I've quit smoking. I'm, where's the, I think I heard Dale say he's about a month out from not smoking. And uh, uh, Sarah, where's Sarah? How many days, Sarah? Well, okay, there you go. She's working, on, she's, she's working on that. There's a lot of issues that Christians have that, that we need if we want to be the sign of, of God's glory and that people can respect, not just you, but they're going to respect God even more through you because you represent God. It's important that the church understands these things. People will not give you a second chance. They're looking for the excuse. Did we have a preacher up in India this week get caught with doing how many drugs? I decided I was going to read the comments about that, which I don't like to do that. But there, you know what it was? There you go. That's the church for you. Yep, that's just preachers for you. Just wanting your money and your wife and your chicken. That's another story. 
But it's a true one. That's an excuse that me and Vicky's heard from one of her family members. That was fried chicken, by the way. That's all we want from you. So it takes what? It takes one creature that we know was an apostate, because you can't be a, a man of God living like that, right? We know he's not a preacher. We know he's not anything. He's living off of, of, off of God's people. He's going to pay a heavy price for it, not only on this earth, but another earth. We think when he dies, it goes to heaven or hell. He's going to pay a, a heavy price. And a man like that is not going to enter the gates of heaven. Because there's no way he can know the Lord I know. It will not be judgmental. I'm not being judgmental. I'm just stating the facts. It's just facts. So that one person is causing many people to say something deep in their hearts that they know is not true, yet it gives them an excuse to look bad upon the church. And my goodness, we don't need the church being looking bad on right now, do we? Christians are being persecuted everywhere, especially in this country and all over the place. We don't need any of that. Satan's working overtime, isn't he? See why I got this short little candle? You know why? I was going to put a new candle in there, but I decided not to. You know why? Because that's about what, how much time we got left. There's not much. It, the candle's burning out, people. It's, it's burning, especially in this country. I mean, so when God removes his light, when he moves his candle, which he has done in different countries throughout the world, when he removes that, it's done and it's over. He removed it from Israel many times. Short time shall short. And if we don't get it right, who will? Who will? We have an opportunity to go to the ball field coming up real soon to, to pass out water bottles and different things, try to get people into the church. Are they going to be watching you? Say something. Are they going to be watching you? Yeah. Do you think Satan's going to be there too? What do you think is going to happen over there? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think? You're going to go over with a good attitude or a bad attitude? You go over with a bad attitude, just don't go. Just don't go. We don't need that. But if you go over there, I don't really want to go. I got, I got things to do. Okay, I'll do it. Don't go. You're not a good sign at all. And who would want to look at your life and say, well, look at the wonders of his life. <laughs> go with a good heart, a loving heart. Help fight that. Fight it. Therefore, I run this I run thus, not with uncertainty. I have, a, I have a certain part of my life. I know Christ. Amen? And as my life changes, I get to know Him more and more. I know Him more now than I did last Thursday night when I spent all night in here. I know Him more. I got signed one way. I got one way, Jesus Christ. Everybody say amen. amen. One way. I don't have multiple ways. I have one way. I have one word of truth right here. That's all I've got. This is it. I don't have any other thing. I've got this. It should be the cornerstone of your life. I got curves. Who's got curves in the road? I got them. You know what that? I, I, sometimes I don't walk the straight and narrow road. Sometimes I'm going crazy like that. So how do I, how do I deal with this? When I start to get, yeah, prayer, how do I do it? What happens when other people see me go curvy off the road and stuff? What happens? Well, I'll tell you something. You need to learn to apologize to people. Amen? You need to go up and say, listen, I had a bad day, and that's not who I am. I had a, I had a major curve in the road. You say, well, I don't want to do that. They don't want to hear it anyway. They need to hear it. They need to hear it. They need to see us be humble. See, because that, what's that do? It makes us humble in front of people we don't want to be humble in front of. 
Now what does that do? That brings more respect and honor to God. And what they thought, what they saw, they can understand that wasn't really what I saw. It was just a bad time. People can deal with that. But most of us will never go back and say, if I was to go to the neighbor's house, and say, don't put up that fence. It's ugly. My goodness. You tear it up, I'll tear it down. You know, I got people like that. You guys have heard all that, haven't you? And the next thing you hear, well, that person goes to church down the road. And I said, well, they need to go to a different church or something. That's something wrong with that guy. Is that what we say or is that not what we say? We see it all the time. You go to a restaurant, the waitress is having a bad day, and all of a sudden you're saying, get over here, honey. Give me another sweet tea. By the way, I go to a church set and says, don't tell them to cross him, will you not? <laughs> I've seen grown preachers, grown men, give a waitress a bad time, and I'm sitting there saying, my goodness, it's just lunch. It's just lunch. You're going to eat again in a couple hours, fat boy. But the anger and the things we have, we are not signs for God. We're signs for the world, and the world's got enough bad signs. We preached a hard sermon last week, looking on the other side of the cross, and we showed some videos that were tough to look at. I talked about my mindset being there, and that's what needs to happen. Our mindset needs to be right where it needs to be, with the Lord. A lot of you, right there today, you're going down the wrong way. You're going the wrong way. You said, no, preacher, I'm okay. No, you're not. You're going the wrong way. Some of you are not living life in the fullness of Christ. Can you invite your neighbor to church? Can you invite your neighbor to church? See, if you can't, then you're going the wrong way. Everybody agree? I told you before about the little skits I've had in the past about no matter who you're talking to, no matter what it is, if you can't invite them to church after you're done talking to them, you know you've done something wrong. That person that calls you on the phone, you know, y'all get these phone calls from people wanting to give you money all the time? Well, I get them all the time. I, these people, well, we got, a, we got a, a thing from the government, some kind of insurance thing. I, you guys don't get this. How come I'm getting this? I get this stuff in the phone calls. And they, well, we got a certain amount of money. Did you take some kind of medicine so-and-so time? I said, no, I didn't. Well, we still got some money for you. And I'll slap them and I'll say, honey, I don't need your money. What you need is the Lord because you're lying. You're lying. You're trying to steal money from me. I had a thing the other day from Facebook. And some of, you know what, some of these new stuff they got out? Snapchat or ChapSnap or whatever that stuff is. I don't understand none of that. I had an 8-track player when I was young. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's it, man. I don't get this stuff or Twitter counts or, or Instagrammy or whatever it's called. I don't understand none of that. I don't even want to understand it. And that's more ways of messing up. I got this thing the other day, it was from a lady I know, and it said that, it said, hey, she's hard talking out to me real nice. I said, well, I, I know this person, they don't come to church here, but I know them, and I, I, some of the things she said, I said, this ain't that person, but I went ahead and played along. I said, well, love to see you in church, and they kind of skipped around that, you know, was going back and forth, you know. The next thing you know, it says, hey, I saw your name on a list. <laughs> I saw you. How'd you see my name on a list? I don't even know you very well. 
I saw your name on a list, and there's some money for you from Pulitzer's Surprises. I don't know what it's called. If you'll just call this person and do that, you'll get that. And so I said, okay, I'll do that. So I punched in there, you know, and I was just having fun. Then a few minutes later, did you get with him yet? I said, yeah, I sent that off. And they said, well, all you've got to do is you're going to have to pay for the money to come to you. And I looked at him, I said, liars don't enter the gates of heaven. Boy, they didn't like that. <laughs> they thought they had one on the hook. Well, you know, at first they did because I thought it was that other lady. But when I figured it out, and I said, you ain't this person. I said, why are you lying like this? Why are you trying to steal money? Well, you, they sent me some things I really didn't understand. I figured out they're probably not even Americans because I did not understand the words. I probably didn't want to understand it. We're being infiltrated with things that we can either get mad at or we can have fun with and tell them about the Lord. Amen? You know, they don't like to hear it when you tell them, if you don't change your ways, hell's a coming. They don't like it. But aren't we, as signs for God, supposed to be like that? Yeah. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. In other words, my mind, my actions, everything has to be disciplined to God's Word. It takes time. If I'm having a, a problem in my life and I want to get through that problem, I shouldn't hide that problem. I should bring it to the church. I should bring it to accountability partners, the mentors, to help me get through that problem. One of my biggest issues in life was learning to love people. And all of you know this, most of you. I didn't like people. I grew up in, that, in my business and I learned that most people are not very nice. They want something. And so I got over that. I just didn't like people anymore. I wanted to hide myself. And then God, of course, changed all that around. And the, but the, one of the amazing things God did is He put people in my life that become bright and shining signs in my life that helped me engage those issues in my life. He gave me mentors that helped me change my life. And it wasn't a mentor saying, with a big hammer beat me on the head. It was a mentor with love and time and compassion knowing why He was in my life. Of course, one of them was D.G. Morris, old pastor, friend of mine, for many years ago. It's been, been gone a long time now. But he taught me to love people. You say, what's that look like? Well, let me tell you, old D.G. used to kiss you on the cheek whenever he saw you. And it was a man or a woman, you didn't have a choice about it. You just had to do it, didn't you, John? Yep, John got kissed a few times. I don't know how D.G. kissed John, but he did. But that's just the man he was. You honored and you respected him. Because you saw the glory of God through him. I mean, I like getting kissed on the cheek from him. But I knew why he was doing it because the Bible says to do it. I knew it. Now, you men out there, don't go kissing me on the cheek. God puts people in front of you to be mentors and accountability partners to help us get through this world. Amen? And as a church, we haven't done a whole lot of that. And I, I'm asking today, if you've, got, if you've got issues in your life that you're dealing with and some of them you're trying to tuck away and hide under the rug and sweep it under the rug a little bit, there's people in this church who want to help you. If you've got issues with things that you just don't, you're sick of it, you're just tired of it, but you're, you can't get rid of it, you, know, you, you can have help with that. You can have help with that. You just, just got to ask. You know, we have a prayer team that wants to pray over that, to help you get through that in prayer. And we have people, if you want to be an accountability partner, I've talked to some of you this week, would you stand up? 
If you'd like to be an accountability partner or mentor for somebody else. There's people out there, there's people all through. They, they, they would want to do that for you. There's no reason for that not to happen. Thank you. What I'm asking of you is to be a wonderful sign for God. As we start to turn this church to go to missions and things like that, every aspect of what we are has to be right. Amen? If we've gone to the front of that, if we've gone to that foot of that cross and we've looked into that empty tomb, then every aspect of our life started, ought to start to form to be like that. We've got to say, I have a problem. I have an issue. I have a problem. I'm not a good sign. My life is sure not a wonder. So when we start to do that in our lives, we really start to surrender to God in our lives. We really start to get humble and admit that we need these issues taken care of in our life. And if we can't do it together here in this church, and I'm not saying there's a bunch of problems out here. I don't know anything. I don't know all that. I'm just offering a way out to help you get closer to God, to be this bright, wonderful sign for God. And you've got to learn to adjust your life to that. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection. See, that's what I'm talking about. Paul disciplined his body. He brings it in subjection. We've got a lot of people trying to lose weight in this church. I lost a lot of weight and I gained some of it back. I'm trying again. I'm going to keep trying to go on. I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep trying. That's a great thing. You know why? I don't want to bury you too early. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I want to see you live a long life. So I discipline my body, bring it into subjection. Subjection of what? Into God's Word no matter what it might be. Least when I have preached to others. So I can't go preaching to others with a fifth of Jack Daniels in my hand or some moonshine over my back. It don't work. They've already got that. They don't need no more of that. I myself should become disqualified. See, if those things are in my life, then I become disqualified to that person. Does that make sense? That's what it says. I become disqualified because I'm not being subject to that, to the Word of God. Go ahead, please. In Mark 1.22, and it says, And they were astonished at his teaching. Can you give me the principles for this one first? It says, Signs are not supposed to... They're not on my screen. Huh. We've got to figure that out, guys. I can't read that one. Signs are not supposed to lead us into the danger or to get us lost. Amen? You're not supposed to lead people into danger or get, or get them lost even worse than they already are. But should be respected and have authority. The best signs are those that stand tall. Amen? That stand tall. Lifted up in power and authority. In Mark 1, it says, and they were astonished at his teaching. They're talking about Jesus. They're talking about people out in the world. They, they started hearing this new teaching from Jesus. Although a lot of the things he was saying was, saying was what the Pharisees had been saying, the Sadducees been saying, the scribes. He said a lot of things they were saying, only, only now he's teaching it in a different way. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having what? Authority and not as the what? Scribes. There was something about Jesus that people, although his ministry lasted three years, that people respected and honored him. 
And he could teach them with authority. It was the way he instructed his life. The way he lived his life. And he's given us the information, the instruction, the Bible, basic instructions for leaving earth, B-I-B-L-E, that we can live that way and that we can have that authority for others. Signs are not supposed to lead us, and there we go at the bottom there, are not supposed to lead us in danger or get us lost. If your sign, if your life is hurting people, how are you going to deal with that? Are you just going to say, too bad for them, they need to figure me out? I knew a pastor's wife one time. I'm going to close here in just a minute. I knew a pastor's wife one time, and this lady was a trip, man. She's one of the people that's hard to love. It wasn't Vicky. She'd come in there, she wouldn't ever do anything. And she'd look at you, she'd say, well, if they don't like me, that's their problem. They'll have to learn to love me. And what an attitude. What an attitude, from, from especially a pastor's wife. And that's some of the attitudes we have. She's not a good sign. And I never respected the lady ever. Because I, I could see it all over. She didn't have the love of God the way she should have had it. I'm not saying she wasn't saved. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying she didn't have the information from God and subject her body to that. She decided everybody else had to love her no matter what she was. That's not how it works. They're not supposed to lead people into danger or get lost. The best signs are those who stand tall. And I'm going to ask you, how tall are you standing with your sign? Go ahead, we're going to close up. For truly against Acts 44, verse 30, 31. Uh, what have I got here? I got it. Okay. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and the signs and wonders may be done through the name of the Lord, your holy servant, Jesus. Our authority comes from God. Our love comes from God. Our respect for others comes, through, comes from God. Every aspect of it. If you're not living that way, you can't. Amen? You can't. Church, we've got to reach out and tell us that you need help. No matter what it might be. Some of you may be doing great. And that's wonderful. But if you're not, if you're struggling in an issue in your life, if you don't ask for help, you're not going to get it because can't, people can't read your minds. I, I tell people all the time, I've never been able to read people's minds. They'll come to me and they'll say, well, you should have known. How am I going to know? I can't read your mind. But the minute you say something, the minute you tell us that this, this, and this is going on in your life, we'll get people to help you. We've got some great counselors in this church. We've got some great tools in this church to help people live a life of peace and joy. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. Amen? I'd love to see some of that around here. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with what? Boldness. As we start down a journey of missions and things like that, as we go into the years to come, this, what I'm speaking about today, has to be in our lives. Because I'm telling you, when you walk out the doors, you become a sign. You become a sign of who you are, what you are, who owns you. Either you own yourself or God owns you. Amen? Stand tall, church. Words for the week. Say it.
We are, got it, Christ signs. Say it again. You guys are all over the place. We are Christ signs. Our lives should be a wonder to others. And your question for the week? Huh? If you were a sign, what would it read? If you were a sign, what would it read? That's, that's a rhetorical question. You've got to have to answer that yourself. If you were a sign, what would you read? When you go out this week, remember, you're a sign, and your life should be a wonder for God. And if it's not, you can correct it today. Before we do communion this morning, if there's something going on in your life, or is there something that you're hiding, and you need help with it, we're ready to help you. We're ready to help you. I don't care. I don't care what it is. We're ready to help you. If you've got anger issues, if you've got issues in your life that you just are struggling with, you don't have to live that way. Get it out of your life. What's that? What is that, everybody? Yeah. Some of us have got to admit we need a U-turn. Am I right? You got it. And until you can admit this, you're done. Oh, Fred and Barney were all kind of rebellion. They needed a big U-turn in their life. Some of you do too. Let's stand. And before you reach these tables today, make sure your life is right with the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come before you right now, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your love and your joy. And Father, we thank you that you allow us to have accountability partners and mentors that not just look down upon us, but they love us through the situations we're in. Father, I'm asking to help this church. If anyone in this church needs help in anger management or anything else it might be, with pornography or drinking or smoking or drugs or whatever it is, Lord. If it's just being nice. Sometimes we just have a hard time being nice. If we walk around with a frown on our face all the time instead of smiles. Lord, we need help in that issue. Would you help us, Father? Would you make us humble? That we can love others the way you've called us to be. That our life would become a bright and shining sign. And that our lives are wonders only because of Christ. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. In the quiet, in the stillness I know that you are God in the secret of your presence I know there I am restored when you call I won't refuse There is no one else for me. 
Crucified, you set me 